Weston and Darwin are done for a little <laughs> while, but it's going to be okay. The sun will rise tomorrow, and then they'll pick another disappointing Canadian offensive lineman in the draft. I actually don't think the sun will rise in Winnipeg tomorrow. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Every week, John, John Fraser. Fraser. To me, if this isn't rock bottom for the Bombers, I don't know what is. And Travis Kura. Who would win between the world's fastest cow, the CFL Rabbit, or Brandon Banks? We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Bad pizza's better than good salad, right? It's true. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Just like bad wings are, are better than most anything in the world. Can't forget the nonsense. Ready, set, hook Welcome to episode 46 of the Two and Out CFL podcast. I'm Travis Curra. He's John Fraser. Back from a, a week off the grid. How was your little holiday, John? It was fantastic. I went to quite literally the middle of nowhere, took in a Bombers game against the Calgary Stampeders, where I ran into John Hodge of the Blue Bomber Talk podcast. We got to hang out and visit me, of course, now Mr. Incognito, just wearing a plain white t I haven't picked out a plain white t-shirt. It was like my protest t-shirt. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress as plain as I can to this game, but I got to say, Investors Group Field, great facility. Spent some time up in northern Ontario, and a big thank you to Andrew from the Eskimo Empire for uh, filling in. And uh, Andrew Fraser, <laughs> Fraser. Either way, I'll be seeing Andrew in a couple of weeks as Hilltop season gets underway uh, next weekend. Did you get any mustard on that white shirt? Uh, no, actually, I stayed away from anything involving mustard, mostly because the beers were so expensive. I couldn't afford to eat, so I just drank barley sandwiches. <laughs> I like that. Screw eating. And then it was it was so hot. It was so hot outside that that after I spent my my food money on beer, I then just went up and started asking for cups of water and I was getting like a dirty look from the concession person every time. <laughs> You're that guy. Oh, well, I was because it was like 32 above. It was hot. It was a beautiful night for football, but it was hot. And I every time I walked up to the concession, instead of giving me like the regular size beer glasses, there was a guy behind the concession who kept saying like, no, 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 give him the small coffee glasses. Like, man, <laughs> I'm trying to hydrate here. It's like 32 degrees. I've spent $40 on your overpriced beer. I'm having a great time. So don't jip me down to the small coffee cup sizes when I come up asking for some free water. Water, which is a basic necessity of life. Yeah, this is life and death here. Like, yeah, like, like, and all I'm going to do is come back more often with the small little tiny coffee cups you're giving me. Just give me the big glass that you put the beers in, and then I don't have to come back as often. <laughs> I had a pretty busy August long weekend. I saw the hip Monday night in Calgary. I saw the hip Saturday night in Edmonton. I have to say... Two of the most energetic, emotional shows I've ever seen. I, I wish I could describe to you the feeling in Rexall Place and uh, the Saddle Dome. It's, it's. I don't think the word has been uh, invented yet. Uh, to be honest, uh, between but, between you and Brazilian Thai, though, I got a pretty good idea. Both of you guys texting me and, and tweeting and everything. I was back in Saskatchewan, out of Northern Ontario, so I actually had cell phone service by this point and. Uh, Sounded like an amazing time, and I will flat out say I'm all sorts of envious that you got to go, and I uh, unfortunately had to miss seeing probably my favorite band of all time live for the last time. Yeah, it's it's a weird feeling when uh, you're seeing a band and you know that this is probably it, and yeah. it, you're never going to... Okay, for the record, 
How the hell have has the CFL not gone to Gordy and said, if you're well, you're playing Grey Cup? Uh, have they? They should. If they haven't, they need to. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody else, but the tragically hit plays the halftime show this year, Grey Cup. The league again needs to look at itself and go. Geez, we really need to rethink this. It's it sucks because we we really aren't part of the process behind it. But no, and, you, and you're right, we're not. But I just think I think of anything, it should be the hip to refuse it. And you know, if the hip come out and say we we're offered the gig, but Gord's not well enough, you know, thanks for all your support. They should at least be offered that gig. And if that's the case, if somebody else is playing it, then yeah, uh, they did their job. But yeah. you know, to have you know the most iconic Canadian band play the most iconic Canadian football game in their backyard to not have that at least have that suggestion throughout there would be completely asinine and they really need to they the league needs to reach out to the hip and I'm surprised they haven't and if they have that'd be awesome and I hope it happens and kudos to the league if they have but shame on the league if they haven't yeah let's hope it happens Uh, either way uh, Gord and uh, the band touring across Canada extremely courageous extremely uh, inspiring and if you have a chance to see any of these shows uh, make sure you do even if it's behind the stage it looks like there's some good views back there we met a guy in Edmonton going to both Edmonton shows both Calgary shows and Winnipeg show three in Toronto and he's getting married the day of the final show in Kingston <laughs> and then wow. going to the show uh, that night it of course will be on CBC and that could be the most uh, viewed uh, Canadian program of all time it, it, it very well could be you know I want I almost want to see you know what's what's going to have bigger ratings you know hockey night in Canada this year that had some its numbers down a little bit or the tragically hips final show I you know what I think it's going to be the hip a man, uh, I, I I know I'm recording that on my PVR and is putting that little do not delete until I say so icon on it. And just I'm going to take it in. I've got my rec room set up downstairs. I move my stereo to, to my nicer TV. And it's, uh, you know, might have uh, maybe I should have a shindig or something that night. Yeah, that, that would be a good idea. We're going to get to the news brought to you by Bomb Energy. First, get waxed with Brazilian Ty is going to talk a little bit more about the hip. Hey, it's Brazilian Ty back yet for another edition of Getting Waxed here on the Two and Out CFL podcast. Once again, as it seems to be a regular occurrence the last two and a half years, the riders, who are so hard done by, struggle and give me an easy choice for this segment. I guess you could say you'd have to twist my arm to get me to watch a riders game right now. Seriously, I would rather be locked in the trunk of a car. The Owls embarrassed the riders of Montreal by the tune of a 41-3 beatdown on Friday night in a game where the riders look scared in Molson Stadium again. 315 yards through the air and 78 on the ground along with 5 total touchdowns from the Owls offense without them allowing a turnover all game. It honestly looked like the Owls were ahead by a century from the start of this ball game. Clearly there's trouble in the hen house in Saskatchewan. Chris Jones is now 1-4 in Regina and they're allowing a league worst 35.8 points against and are third worst for points scored at 22.6. Now I'm not saying that I wasn't expecting growing pains with all the changes this year and the Duran injury for sure doesn't help but at some point it has to turn around in Regina and hopefully somebody in the front office has the courage to say something about the inch and hour progress before it's too late. At this rate, when the game kicks off, don't wake Daddy. He'll just be yawning or snarling throughout the entire game. But I fully and completely had it up to here with Ryder Talk this week. I might have to wait until I'm 38 years old for this team to win another Grey Cup. By then, escape will be at hand for the traveling man, Chris Jones. 
You can find me on Twitter at Brazilian Tie, but be careful, I'm still on a real big tragically hip high from the concert on Saturday night, so I don't know how much I'll be able to pay attention to the football games, but I will try to put something on the TV in the way of CFL this week. Now, back to Travis and John and the Tune Out CFL Podcast. In the Huddle with Fraser and Cura on the Two It Out Podcast. Brought to you by Bomb Energy Drink. Make sure you follow them on Twitter at The Bomb Nation. You can buy their stuff uh, online, shop.drinkbomb.com. And I was debating uh, a few things for the Bomb of the Week here. Uh, but I think one of them was basically already known. So I think we're going to have to go with... Uh, Injuries in Winnipeg, just when you thought, or Bomber (laughs) fans thought, (laughs) that everything was turning around, Uh, no, Uh, Darvin Adams is going to miss six to eight weeks, Weston Dressler's been placed on the six-game injured list, though it looks like there's a good chance he will get pulled off early. But still, right when things were going right in Bomberland, I was actually in Winnipeg watching that game again, wearing a dis- wearing a plain white T-shirt while watching the game. See, this white T-shirt I did get mustard on because we had hot dogs <laughs> at my cousin's place for supper that night while watching the Bomber game. But you're right, right as things are looking positive, happy, everybody's feeling good. They beat Edmonton for the first time since the Milt Steagle game. Everybody's beaking me on Twitter like, hey, where's your stuff? Blah, 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 blah. And then the bombers are going to keep bombering, and just it's just such a tough break. I mean, Darwin Adams and Weston Dressler were really coming on. Obviously, those are two guys that you have to keep out of your fantasy lineups. Don't go and buy them on daily fantasy. But it's that's just you're right. It's just it just seems like this franchise, even though for no fault of their own this time, can't get anything going. And I I just feel bad. Like like can I can can I mic hug for for bomber here? Okay, hug, hug the microphone. The mic. Hug the mic. Hug the mic. Hug okay. it. Hugging. Hug it out. Hugging the mic. Bomber fans. <laughs> this is bomber fans. Creepy. It's gonna be okay. Bomber <laughs> fans. It's gonna be okay. Your team. Your team's probably not gonna win again this year, and this isn't gonna help. And it. It might. Things might get uglier because Weston and shh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Weston and Darwin are done for a little <laughs> while, but it's gonna be okay. The sun will rise tomorrow. And then they'll pick another disappointing Canadian offensive lineman in the draft. I actually don't think the sun will rise in Winnipeg tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I was through there, a wicked storm came through, and it's almost like, this is 20 years of bomber frustration. Blah! And it blew roofs off of buildings, and tornadoes touched out. I drove through a tornado. Jeez. It's like, as soon as I came into Manitoba, Did it was like... Did you drive dark- through a tornado? Yes. And you survived? Well, not... Okay, okay. So long story short, we're just outside of Brandon. I'm heading... I know the storm is heading the same direction I am towards Winnipeg. I get in this valley in my Honda Odyssey. By the way, Model Honda, if you're listening, Saskatoon, that is a place. Go see my boy Dave, Model Honda, buy your van or your car, your Civic, whatever you need, uh, because they are apparently tornado-proof. Um, so we're driving <laughs> through this valley, and all of a sudden this wind hits me, and I'm, I'm holding the steering wheel to the side just to keep the van on the road, and all of a sudden I look up, the sky is green, you could see f- clouds swirling, starting to form that you know death-bringing tornado, and I had two options. One was die. Uh, two was 
flee, and I gunned that Honda Odyssey to about 140. It was dry. The roads were dry. I was able to get out of there, and uh, everything was uh, was okay. And again, I'm not saying a, a tornado was imminent, but it sure looked like it was quite scary. The winds were cut quite high. I'm probably just a chicken and, and thought it was coming and wanted to use an excuse to drive my van really fast. Well, we're glad you made it. Not uh, uh. <laughs> Wait, was that a not joke? Yes, it was. <laughs> Glad you made it. Not. <laughs> Travis is funny. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not. <laughs> All right. So in Winnipeg, uh, I guess watch out for Quincy McDuffie, who was having a great game, but he also left the game due to injury. So Thomas Mayo and Jace Davis and uh, heck, Rory Colert step and, up. And don't and, and don't forget later this week in Winnipeg. Good God! Good God Almighty! Is that Clarence Denmark's music? Yes, they signed Clarence Denmark. It is his music. We'll see if he'll fit right back into the offense where he left off. Now, uh, he, you know what? He came on late at Ryder training camp. He started slow. He came yeah. on late, but just you know what? Saskatchewan had their import receivers. They were going with. They were going with young guys. I'm. I'm. You know what? That might be a real sneaky play. In both your fantasy and daily fantasy leagues, I can't imagine he's valued too high. I no. haven't had a look at the numbers because I'm still in vacation mode. But uh, Clarence Denmark, you know, you, you never know. He knows some of the systems. He's been in Winnipeg before. He could go and make other do things. <laughs> uh, the worst kept secret in the CFL has to be uh, that the 105th Grey Cup next year will be in Ottawa. Didn't we talk about that during the off season? Like, I feel like you uh, and I discussed that this was actually going to be a thing, like, in last November. I, I feel like it's been talked about for three years at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, remember, I had heard from sources that had told me it was going to happen last season. Uh, it's confirmed. So, um, Ottawa, uh, throw a good party. It's your first time in a little while. Um, make sure you give the Atlantic Schooners lots of room to um, to make lobster rolls. I will take a free lobster roll yeah. if you're offering, by the way, Atlantic Party. Um, and don't Jack, your ticket price is up so high that people can't afford it. So there you go. That's how to have a great cup party. Let's go, Ottawa. <laughs> uh, another, uh, I guess, uh, a bomb. We see Brandon Bridge gets released by the Montreal Alouettes after denying or refusing to take uh, a pay cut. It was kind of weird in Montreal because it looked like he had won the backup job and that uh, Rakeem Cato was going to be the quarterback on the way out. It doesn't look like that right now. Obviously, Bridge is gone. Do you see him landing anywhere else? Uh, a lot of teams I read uh, want to give him a shot as a receiver. I mean, he's big. He's got that body style. I think Bridge as a quarterback might be over. I mean, I just can't see anybody that has a need uh, for a guy like that right right now, a developmental project, right? Everybody's kind of got that third-string guy they're working on developing right now, and that's what Bridge is. I mean, it, it, it became evident that he's a developmental project. Maybe he's the next Brad Sinopoli, who, of course, moved from quarterback to receiver and has had himself a pretty okay career. Yeah, absolutely. It would be cool to see that. Uh, I think they're similar body types. They're both big kids. Yeah, so. they're big dudes, and I'd like to see him get another shot as a quarterback. But I mean, right now, almost every team is missing at least one, if not two, pivots, and his phone's not ringing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. He, I, I, he might be one of those guys. I mean, you look like 
Brett Smith gets released in Saskatchewan, ends up on the Ottawa practice roster. He's gone. He might get caught up in that quarterback carousel. But if he's willing to change positions, it sounds like there is a market for him. Uh, Staying with quarterbacks, Zach Caleros, uh, he's not going to be back this week. Uh, Of course, they're playing Wednesday this week, but it does look like he will be back next week. I don't know what he's going to be priced on DraftKings, but he'll probably be worth it. Uh, Or do you want to go with him on his first week, or you want to kind of wait and see how things go? I'd go with somebody else that's been playing for a little while. I mean, you look at what happens when quarterbacks are missing that live game action for a little while. You saw it a little bit in Darian Durant's start to the season. Again, he's he's had a respectable start to the season. You saw it more evidently the other night in Ottawa with Henry Burris. I yeah. mean, Burris is still an MOP caliber player, but didn't look like it the other night. He's rusty. I would, I'd would i stay away from Zach Caleros. There's lots of other options I would go with in Daily Fantasy. Um, maybe at least for, for a week. I mean, if, if he's probably Priced low, we don't know what he's going to be priced at. Like, if he's in the bottom tier of quarterbacks, I'd probably draft a lineup with him in it. But if he's going to be priced along that upper echelon, I'd stay away at least for a week until, you know, you see if he's kind of knocked that rust off. It's just there's a long history of guys coming back and not having their strongest game on that first one back. And one more news item. I don't know if I've – I'm trying to dig back in my memory banks – I don't know if I remember this ever happening. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders end up getting a call from the league office for a ratio violation. Now, if if the officials catch this during the game, I believe I saw Gary Lawless say this. It's a twenty-five yard penalty, and <laughs> and even Dave Naylor's like, I don't remember anyone ever getting this penalty. I can't remember this ever coming up. No, no, and I can't remember. Maybe it's because we have more information out there. I'm sure lots of other teams have gotten that phone call from the league, but yeah. now we have more information than ever. You mentioned two guys who cover the league extensively. I mean, Gary Lawless and Dave Naylor. You've got you know Justin Dunks out there, Arash Madani, uh, Derek Taylor. Lots of great guys. Uh, Jamie Thomas who cover this league. I if I want to, I'm sorry to anybody who I didn't mention. Please don't take it personally. It's just there's so many great guys out there that cover the league that are always trying to get information like this that have some great insight sources. Uh, Rod Peterson, of course, being another one. I'm just trying to think of guys who've been on two and out. Uh, Murray McCormick. Okay, I need to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to leave somebody <laughs> off the list. And I probably left people off the list. And all I've done is probably made people mad. And they'll never come on the podcast again. And they'll be starting the John Fraser Sucks Club. Um, <laughs> That's already uh, a that club. Don't worry about it. That already is a thing. They'll be joining it. They'll be member number. One of them might be member number 1,000. But regardless, um, I'm sure the phone call's been made before. I don't know if it's been made public. It's just... It, you gotta, you know, you gotta give teams credit, like to to be able to, you know, constantly work guys in and out, especially with the injuries Saskatchewan suffered, and stay online with that ratio. It's amazing sometimes that it never really gets, you know, that nobody's been flagged for that twenty five yard violation. And on the same note, though, I, I mean, there's a lot running through an official's mind before every single play, and they do a great job out there, but. That they that they'd have to remember players, and it's not like you know Canadians wear certain numbers or something. You can go, okay, there's there's the four guys they declare they're going to have on offense, or there's the three guys they declare they're going to have on defense. It's you'd have to know the guys by name and by number to say, wait a minute, let me throw the flag here. Yeah, you know what, and that makes you wonder: has that how many times has that been missed? You have to think. Like that, oh. that's got to be so hard to keep track of. 
Well, especially, too, like I said, if you had designated, like, offensive linemen, if Canadians wore yeah. certain numbers, it'd be a lot easier. But I think I, I think you got a point. Like, like, there's enough going on in a football field to say, okay, you know, now you have to make sure that, you know, there's Canadians at right tackle, left guard, one receiver, and fullback, right? I mean, how... Pfft. I'm sure it's been it's been glazed over before, and who knows? Maybe if this starts happening more regularly, the CFL will have to do something about it. But right now, I'd say it's a case of don't fix what isn't broken. Yeah, maybe it's something that the eye in the sky ended up catching. I don't really know why or how they got caught, but uh, when when you have all those injuries, it becomes tough to uh, you know keep track of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really can be. I mean, I have hard enough keeping track of who's on my fantasy team from week to week. <laughs> you have hard enough time keeping track of which is left and which is right. That's also true. <laughs> I have a hard. I have hard enough time keeping track of a lot of things. <laughs> uh, underwear goes on on first, right? Not second. <laughs> hey, I started my day by putting both pant legs on at the same time, so that did shows you, how awesome. Did you fall I over in comical fashion? No, I kind of cheated. I sat down on the bed and put my uh, legs in at the same time. Oh, do you, you you sit down to put your pants on? Well, so I can get both legs on at the same time, yeah. So wait, you are in that much of a rush in the morning that you sit down and you throw on both pant legs. Do you, like, get up and do a high kick and go, I'm ready for the day. I put on my pants in record time. Do you time yourself when you put your pants on? I feel like this is something you would do. No, it's just laziness. I sit down to pee. I sit down to... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Go back to that last one. You what? I sit down to pee. And I thought me having baths was a bad thing. Hey, I have baths too, man. <laughs> I'm all of the above. If I can do it sitting down, I will do it. Like, this, I hate to go back and tell inside jokes, but when we went to the Grey Cup in Vancouver, they had the, the sit-down uh, quarterback or the armchair quarterback where you yep. uh, sat down on the Lazy Boy and threw uh, footballs at a target. I yep. destroyed you. You Actually, you did, which is funny because I was a moderately successful flag football quarterback at the time, and I'm <laughs> I'm all sitting here, you know, look at me, Mr. 6-0, and never lost the game in flag football. I'm going to sit down and wallop you. I think we even put beer on it, and I remember we did. Yeah, I lost. I lost pretty. So I lost to a man who sits down to pee. It, <laughs> standing up, I would have got trashed. But does, does, does that mean I lose my man card? Like, because I feel like I, I like I feel like I'm borderline should be taking your like like what happens? Okay, what happens if you if you're on a road trip? Let's say it, when you and but I then I won't sit side, down. Then I won't sit down. Then are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure, and I won't sit down on a public toilet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So if the urinal's the option, you'll go in the urinal. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will never sit down on a public toilet, like unless I'm going to have some explosive diarrhea. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, now we're too far. I will wait until I get to the hotel room or my place. I won't sit down on those, man. I can't oh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've ever gotten so far off the rails. Let's get to last week's games. <laughs> Time for the Fantasy Expose on the 2 and Out podcast. Oh, boy. That was a thing that happened. 
All right, we kick things off Thursday night football. Uh, Bombers beat the Eskimos thirty to twenty-three. Uh, a game that had uh, another one of those weather delays. Man, forty-five minutes or so, uh, and uh, the Bombers get off to a great start and. Make the Eskimo defense, well, the Eskimo defense is not good. Uh, I don't think they can fix this. No, I don't think they have the personnel. It's almost like we almost need that like flashback music, like ripples or something, or a harp. Because <laughs> it's almost like I said exactly this a few weeks ago. In fact, before the season started, and in fact, I remember our friends of the Eskimo Empire podcast ensuring that I would probably never win in the Empire Points Contest ever again in my life. As it stands right now, I would be drinking lukewarm coffee because, oh, by the way, fun fact, Edmonton and Winnipeg are tied with four points. Yes, yes, I know. Winnipeg's played one other game. They're two and four. Edmonton's two and three. But still, the Blue Bombers and Edmonton Eskimos are currently tied in the standings. That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing right now. This is the, I'm not making this up. This is actually a thing. <laughs> you are telling the truth. So this bet actually might come down to the wire. I, I thought it might have been done by now, but, man, nope. uh, it's, it's going to come right down uh, to the end. Of course, if uh, I guess the Eskimos finish one or two, then uh, you have to – Don the Eskimo green and gold for your profile uh, picture on Twitter. If yep. uh, they finish fourth or fifth, then Andrew, the Eskimo Empire pod, has to wear blue and gold for his profile picture. So it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, it's going to come right down to the end of the season, I think. Uh, the Eskimos. I, I, I would I would agree. Also mention that if it ties, Andrew and I have to go through such, <laughs> such terrible things as drinking lukewarm coffee, uh, drinking <laughs> orange juice after brushing our teeth. And we were going to drink warm pop until Joe pointed out on Twitter that apparently if you leave like pop in your car the whole day the plastic gets in there can actually kill you um so we're not gonna do that yes let's do that <laughs> i'd rather i don't want cancer oh a, you just want to replace me in the pot i get it you and andrew have so much fun you want to make your little like oh look at this we're our little alberta podcast with travis and andrew <laughs> i didn't want something like that like i thought that you would like get poisoned instantly or something Oh, no, like long-term, like slow, painful death stuff. No, I don't wish that on you, man. I, I love you too much for that. Oh, I love you too. Um, <laughs> back to the games as we continue to take this one off the rails, which is funny. Uh, we should mention before this episode that we were talking, we were texting. We both knew that this episode would go like this. Um, I'm back from vacation, and Travis is just tired, so it gets silly. Um, Matt Nichols, he was great, I would say. He was good, yeah. Nearly 80% completion percentage, no turnovers. That's a big thing for him. Andrew Harris has the game we've been expecting him to have, uh, 127 rushing and a touchdown. I still don't know if I if I go with those guys against Hamilton, but uh, I, I do say Andrew Harris is in my DraftKings lineup uh, this week. Mike Riley still had himself a bit of a game, 346. But uh, what's with the Eskimos not running the ball? I don't know. Uh, John White only gets four carries, and now I know he had two yards of carry, but you can't just abandon after four carries. 
No, I, I, maybe it's because they were down uh, so long, but needless to say, uh, it's almost like I'm starting to feel... I was feeling pretty nervous about our wager with Andrew and the Eskimo Empire, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better as as we continue going on. So Winnipeg and Edmonton uh, now tied. Uh, John White, what do you do with him, Trav? Do you, do you start him in, in fantasy, hoping in daily fantasy, hoping for a resurgence? Well, you ha- I'm a fan of John White, and he's looked good this year, but if he's... If they're only going to give him the ball four times, it's so hard to predict this year. I feel like the only players getting consistent touches as far as running backs go, it's got to be Brandon Whitaker, Anthony Allen, and honestly, Nick Grigsby. Yeah. It, it, and, and Andrew and Harris, I guess. Up. Yeah, and Grigsby gets banged up, and Harris is getting a lot of touches uh, right now as well. But there are so many running backs in the league that you don't know what how many times they're going to be touching the ball week to week. No, exactly. Or you don't know which receiver's going to get hot. It really seems to be a lot of guesswork. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, hey, that's the fun of it. That's why you and I aren't sitting on dumping into pools of money like Scrooge McDuck, and that's why we're still sitting here doing this podcast for mostly no money. Yeah, and w- one note on this game, it almost feels like the injury to Macho Harris was kind of a blessing in disguise. Oh, because, my goodness. How good was Taylor Loeffler? Yes, because... I, I, I don't think Macho Harris was playing bad at all. That's his, that's where he should be playing at safety. But they were able to start Taylor Loeffler, young Canadian draft pick this year, which allowed them to start another import on the offensive line. It, it looked like an entirely new offensive line this week. It, it did, and it, it looks like they were actually able to do good stuff, and uh, it looks like they might be onto something in terms of the you know, in terms of actually having a guy there that can play some safety and play it quite well. So, I mean, I think Bomber fans, you got to be encouraged by what you saw of Taylor Loeffler. Uh, yeah, I think we know that the defense isn't the problem. Uh, if you can hold the Eskimos' defense to less than 30 points, I think, or offense, you're doing okay. Uh, now, Friday night football, the doubleheader. We start with Ben Cahoon night. Uh, so here's a tidbit. Uh, well, the Owls win this one 41 to 3. The last time that the Owls put up 40 in a regular season game was 2014 against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders when they retired Anthony Calvillo's number. So there's something to do with Jersey retirements in Montreal playing the Riders. Jersey retirements and making sure Murray McCormick is there. Yeah. They just like to show off in front of our boy Murray. <laughs> well, in the Montreal smoked meat sandwiches for the football foodie. Oh, man. Did that ever look so good? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go there. The NLL needs an expansion team in, in Montreal stat so I can put smoked meat in, meat in my face hole. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I want to go to Montreal just for a sandwich and fly right back. Can, can you, like, pay like to do that because like i don't i don't have money so can you like pay for me to do that (laughs) i got credit limit (laughs) well all right i guess uh pick me up in saskatchewan on the way we'll see uh we'll see uh at some point for muncher we should at least go to a game if we're gonna do that yeah you're right you're right i guess either way uh (laughs) two steps forward eight steps back for the saskatchewan rough riders but again for anybody who who might be and i think our, our audience is, is fairly fairly hardcore, and they know the importance of an offensive line. And to me, that this game is proof of it. 
Um, couldn't really get the run game going. Michael Dyer, uh, Matt Walter, all trying. Uh, held under 100 yards rushing. Mitchell Gale, not a lot of time to sit in the pocket. Uh, but but again, Saskatchewan started four four guys out of place. Basically, the whole offensive line was not what they envisioned to have, especially this early in the season. Uh, so as bodies get back, expect better things in Saskatchewan, I would say. Uh, Montreal, uh, I, I can't figure these guys out. I can't. No. <laughs> well, the defense is good. I, I think, or at least the uh, front seven is good. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. But if you look at the stats, Montreal's given up the least passing yards in the league. Which, again, is I can't figure them out because you just look at them some weeks and they just look like utter crap. <laughs> and, and then they come out and they have a great game. I mean, uh, Deron, is Deron Carter the new must-start receiver? Well, he's got to be. As long as he's in the lineup, he's going to get the ball, no matter what. Well, and there's not a lot of other. Well, as long as he's in the lineup, and we should say as long as he's in the lineup, and Kevin Glenn is in the lineup as well. Yeah, but Cato keeps coming in and throwing one for one and a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they can depend on that on a regular basis. That's true. But but regardless, it it was just, it's... I, I I don't I honestly don't know what to make of this Montreal team one and again it was against Saskatchewan but I think Saskatchewan's improved quite a bit. One week they were look like world beaters, they look like potential Grey Cup contenders, and the next week they just look like crap. Have you ever seen it where literally the entire offensive line is hurt? Because I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Not in recent memory. Like I, I again, and it just. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, and there were a lot of Ryder fans jumping off the bandwagon and giving up support for the year, which is crazy to me. I I don't know what you were expecting (laughs) this year. Here's the thing. They had this game. They had no starters from last year's defense. You can't do that and expect it to be – a good defense. I don't care if you're against Montreal or the Lloyd Minster Comprehensive High School Barons. If you're you're alumnus, of course, sneaking it in there. I like it. Yeah, like how when when you have nobody that was on that team last year, and I know it's a completely new system with Chris Jones, you're not going to get it done. That being said, I did think Michael Dyer looked okay uh, for the running game. He got eight carries. He had four point eight yards per carry, but. And that's with an offensive line that was totally patchwork. And but- totally decimated. And it looks like it's going to be that way again when they take on Calgary on Thursday. Dan Clark might be back, but again, nothing is confirmed so far. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know why I'm going to that game, but I will. And it will be, uh, you know, the slaughterhouse of the Gophers, but uh, I... I think you anyway. enjoy mini donuts. Let's be serious. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be heading to McMahon Stadium uh, for that one. But if the Riders, yeah, they might have one starting offensive lineman back. No rushing game, and I know Durant might be back. The, Chris Jones, as always, was hesitant to name him the starter. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to give a leg up to uh, Dave Dickinson at all on who to prepare for. But I I have a feeling he's going to start. It would take some sort of monumental setback in practice which he hasn't suffered and if we read between the lines Jones said the other day hey you know what if he looks good and healthy I'll give him the start and then somebody asked does he look good and healthy and he said yep 
So read between the lines. I think we are going to see Darian Durant start. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. Uh, I think from this game, Roosevelt and Carter, those are the guys you want. For sure. I would agree. Uh, let's move on to the second half of that doubleheader, which was an incredible game. The <laughs> the Stampeders scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, and that might have been all in the last three minutes, actually. I managed to catch, actually, bits and pieces of this, and this is why you love the CFL. I, two of those touchdowns were under the three-minute warning. Yeah. And just, it's just, it was just entertaining. It was, that was just a good game. This is why I enjoy my new neutral fandom. So you can enjoy something like this? I can just enjoy. I can just watch good football and go, hey, that's some good football. I enjoyed this. It seems like every week there there is a new game of the year candidate. Uh, the first week it was Edmonton and Ottawa, and then it was Edmonton and Saskatchewan. Now Calgary and BC might be game of the, the year already. But I don't think at this point last year we had anything like this. No, it's been a great year, and I think that's being reflected in the fact that the TV numbers are up. Oh, yeah. And, and this this is one of those games that I saw people tweeting about, you know, go to ESPN3 and go watch this and, and, and take it in because it was really, it was just a great football game. And from a fantasy perspective, Jonathan Jennings, uh, three touchdowns, my, had the two interceptions, the one in overtime, of course, uh, the backbreaker. Anthony Allen has kind of regressed back to why Saskatchewan cut him, just 2.4 yards per carry. Bo Levi is going to, Bo Levi to me, he doesn't seem to ever have that going crazy, that going bananas game. No, he doesn't, no. But he he might be the safest bet week in, week out if you're playing daily fantasy. Like, he just, you don't want, and again, out of the top quarterbacks in the league, he'll never, I don't think he'll have a Trevor Harris, you know, 500-yard game. He could. He has the potential to, but it's just the way Calgary's offense is designed, but he'll almost every single week, it seems, get you multiple touchdowns and over 300 yards. It just seems to be what he does. So if you're feeling safe, roll with Bo Levi Mitchell. Um, uh, Jerome Messam again, not a lot of not a lot of running, but Jerome Messam when he ran six carries for forty five yards, yeah. seven point five yards per carry average. But again, that's what happens when a team gets down and they need to come back. They need to chuck it a lot. I actually want to start Bo Levi and Jerome Messam against Saskatchewan and Daly this week. Uh, I just <laughs> at home. You know, I, I I think that the Riders, if they if they can't get anything going on offense, uh, that Calgary offense is going to have the ball a lot. I w- I would agree, and they're going to be able to do a lot of good things with it as well. So I'm 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 with you. I would start as many Stampeders as you can afford because, especially if Saskatchewan with that banged up offensive line, as you said, I think we're going to see we could be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week could be the official um, two and out uh, podcast uh, team because we could see a handful of two and outs against that Calgary defense. Just because I mean that line is beat up. I'm making a bold prediction. I think Roy Finch brings one to the house this week against the Riders. Interesting. I like it. He has looked like he's been on the cusp of breaking a big return. He had a 57-yarder in this game, and he's becoming one of the best uh, uh, cheap guys on uh, DraftKings, yeah. 3600 bucks. And if he takes one to the house, that's one of those home run uh, plays. And uh, you know what? <laughs> he, he just very well could do it. The Riders, they are giving up, uh, looks like 152 return yards a week. So that's middle of the pack, fourth fourth place, and uh, the, he's looking good. So I think he's going to do it. 
no, I I think it's a great call. It's just again, it's one of those high risk, high reward. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of always right. I mean. You know, you spend your thirty six hundred, but again, if you're playing a guy at thirty six hundred, it means you're loaded up uh, someplace else. So it's it's worth a shot. I don't uh, I don't hate the call, my friend. Uh, as for Jonathan Jennings, he looked like this is kind of funny talking about a uh, you know a second year player. He looked like last year's Jonathan Jennings, uh, improvising in the pocket, you know, extending plays. And I know he threw two interceptions, but that was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen from a quarterback. It was so fun to watch. It was unbelievable. Like I said, just just great entertainment the whole way. And I, and I think, obviously, if you're listening to us, you're probably watching watching the games, but I'd be taking in as many games as you. There's just something about this year that, you know, even back to this week, you look at that Edmonton-Winnipeg Edmonton game, I know they had a late touchdown, but they still made it interesting at the very end. Uh, the only real snoozer was that Montreal-Saskatchewan game. The other two were, were pretty good, all coming down to late defensive plays. And that brings us to the Toronto Argonauts and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Toronto comes up with a 23-20 victory over Ottawa. I just can't get behind, like, Sunday night is just, it just seems like a weird night for football in terms of the CFL. For me, Sunday night's wrestling pay-per-views, and I know it's only once a month, <laughs> so but, but, I never I never watch the Cowboys and Giants. I'm like, screw you guys. <laughs> it's it's SummerSlam. <laughs> but, uh, but to your point, anyone can win on any night. I went 0-4 and pick them this week, and I'm not mad about it because it's been so fun uh, to watch so far. And Logan Kilgore gets his first career start, and we're thinking, oh, Henry's back, the pinky's feeling good. No, Kilgore gets his first career win in his first career start. I think Henry's uh, pinky was still bothering him in this game. Uh, I would agree, or it was just rust, or it was something, but Henry Burris did look off. Um, two interceptions, only 218 yards passing. So if you went on DraftKings like I did and thought Burris is going to have himself a comeback game, he'll yeah. look good. Um, you're in the same spot I am <laughs> and didn't win money this week. Kenny Shaw might be Toronto's leading receiver this year. He's uh, he's the most uh, he's the most dependable. I mean, you look at Vidal Hazelton's out there. Um, Tony Gurley seems to be nothing more than a well. A, he's hurt bit, now. Oh, he's bit, hit bit hard by that injury bug. Yeah, the, the whole year. So um, Vidal Hazelton, he's kind of fallen off a bit. You're right. Kenny Shaw seems to be emerging as a guy that Toronto likes to use. Nick Grigsby, of course, hurts his shoulder. Despite uh, in that game, he gets ten. Uh, carries for 58 yards again not like seems like the feature backs this week are getting no more than about 14 15 carries so i don't know if i'm gonna roll with a high-priced running back anymore in daily fantasy i might look at again i might look at an andrew harris only because you know he's going to be catching passes but it doesn't seem like there's a whole pile of guys that are really pounding the rock like they used to yeah, and I don't know if it's new this year that or last couple of years where uh, I, I, Andrew from the Eskimo Empire had a great point. Like, so many interference calls are being made. Do you just want to throw it and hope you get a penalty? I or, mean, or, or hope you see something and throw a challenge flag. And yeah. I mean, realistically, when you get to second guess the officials and see every little thing that might have been missed by the crew, it's not such a bad idea. Yeah, and Brandon Whitaker, though. I think that out of all the teams, it almost looks like the most balanced offense is 
uh, Toronto. They're, they're really getting the ball uh, to Brandon Whitaker. He already has over 500 yards uh, from scrimmage, which is second among uh, running backs. Andrew Harris has uh, just over 600 yards. So those are the two running backs that are getting the most touches and the most yards so far this season. It's almost been sort of a resurgence, I, I think, for Brandon Whitaker. He had a great play uh, in this game where he had a, a nice hurdle. It does look like at some point he's always getting a nice little calf massage and i i, I do feel kind of jealous of that massage he's getting on the sideline I, I i'm still always but i the thing is with him always getting a calf massage i feel like he's one of those super mario plays away from missing the rest of the year because he's brandon yeah. whitaker and he's kind of made a glass a little bit so always uh, be wary of that uh, in long fantasy i mean in daily i mean things like that are going to happen but in terms of uh, fantasy you might want to watch out for that with a guy like whitaker um, it does look like Chris Williams is human. Uh, Apparently, he's come back. Well, you knew at some point he was coming yeah. back to Earth. Yeah, he wasn't going to get 250 yards a game or whatever he was getting. Uh, but I, oh, I was so rude. I don't know if you saw the highlights. Uh, Zach Evans was uh, there. They faked the field goal uh, there, and ah, oh, just off his fingertips. I love when the big guys try to get the touchdowns. Well, especially usually see the big guy, the offensive lineman, come up with one. Never mind yeah. the defensive lineman. So. <laughs> Uh, it was. I like the creativity out of it. I like going for it. It's just. It's too bad that it didn't happen. So, um, especially when you use that play early on in that spot, it's highly unlikely you'll see it again. So, Zach Evans, that was your one chance. Um, we love our big guys here on two and out, and we would have loved to start off this week with a big guy touchdown. The CFL Podcast Family Fantasy League, uh, two and out, still first place. But we suffered our first loss against the BC Lions Den. And uh, good for them. Uh, they now have two wins in a row. And I totally sniped Brian uh, from the Lions Den. Geraldo Bulldevine is uh, now taking over for Nick Moore. He ended up getting a touchdown. Uh, it's a little bit of karma. Brian was wanting me to trade Bulldevine. And uh, I gave him the cold shoulder. Uh, I do want to work out a deal, Brian. But uh, he's been hyping up Boldevine on his podcast for the last three years, and I stole him on Fantasy. So does that make me a douche? <laughs> no. Anything, anytime. If you, stealing guys on Fantasy Football does not make you a douche whatsoever. Now, this is awesome. A Brazilian tie gets crushed in the 2 and Out Podcast Listener League. Now, he almost got doubled. He lost 188 to 95. That's just, that is, oh, good Lord. Who beat him that bad? Uh, the defending champion, Blair uh, Walby Pops. Wow. A, great name. Uh, B, now that is a beatdown. Um, if he gets beat down like that again, do, does getting waxed, do, do we start waxing some time off of getting waxed? <laughs> We've never put him on a time limit before. So, for every loss, do we take 10 seconds off? Nah, just every embarrassing loss that makes us look bad. Okay, so we just, like, put the get the record scratch on and cut him off? That's right. Uh, so, he loses for getting nearly doubled up. He loses 10 <laughs> seconds next week. Okay, he's 2-3-1 and one on the year. He's not last place, though. Smith and Weston, 1-5. That's not good. No, that is not good. And, and and then as you're saying this, I realize I haven't even looked at my fantasy lineups while I was on vacation for two weeks. So uh, both my leagues, I'm sure it didn't exactly work out that well. It's you and me playing each other in our uh, league that's up for jelly beans this week. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. 
That's wait up for Jellybean. Didn't I pay you money for that league? Uh, yeah, but we're saying it's for jelly beans, so we don't get in trouble with the government. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I paid you for services that were rendered. We we don't have money on our fantasy league. No, we have. We don't jelly have pro- products. We have je- jelly beans and and double doubles and and and, and ice cream and cake. <laughs> no money. No, 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 Mr. Government, go away. None at all. Let's get to the picks for this week. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at Two and Out CFL. All right, and. Uh, I went 0-4 last week. I would have been better suited not to fill it out, but <laughs> that's how it goes. Crotch Racer, still number one in the two-and-out group on pick'em.cfl.ca. He's got just over 2,600 points. Can, can we just have a slow clap for a minute for the name Crotch Racer? All right, yeah, yeah. Can we, like, like that? that is, that is a phenomenal name right there, Crotch <laughs> Racer. <laughs> like I want to, I genuinely, I genuinely now want to know the story behind Crotch Racer. You know what, what is, I do too. What What is a crotch race? <laughs> well, is it a crotch rocket? Is it a rocket? <laughs> <laughs> the angry elk will never reveal what you said. <laughs> you can DM us and find out if you really want. All right, so we do have Wednesday night football. You can't get up for Sunday night football. I can't get up for Wednesday night football. Hey, I can always get up for Wednesday night football. (laughs) The Bombers are home to the Tiger Cats, and uh, wow, uh, the road teams continue to dominate this year. It just defies math and defies logic. Is that trend going to continue? Yeah. Sure is, especially when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are essentially basically starting you and me at receiver this week. Uh, <laughs> play our favorite tune to play. In the Thai Cats are humming. There we go. Feels like We have a doubleheader on Thursday. Of course, the Olympics uh, start, the opening ceremony on Friday. You don't want to go head-to-head with that, being that Brazil is basically in the same time zone as Toronto. Are they? Uh, Very similar. I I do believe so. Uh, But, of course, you're much less likely to catch a life-altering disease or or actually, you know, die... um, while you're watching CFL. So I'd highly recommend going and watching the CFL. No kidnappings and no Zika virus. And the water there, even though they're going to give you chintzy little cups, they're going to give you chintzy little cups for the water, but you can drink it without drinking poop. You might actually get Zika by watching the Olympics. (laughs) Or the poop water that is apparently so (laughs) diseased that if you get three teaspoons of it in your mouth, you're going to get a virus. Oh, man. That, I read that this week. Three teaspoons, not tablespoons. Really? Yeah, not not soup ladles. Three teaspoons, and you'll get a virus from the poo water that people are going to be competing in. How do you – like, so you're telling me John Fraser goes to the soccer stadium, asks for a little coffee cup of uh, free water like he did at IGF, and he gets one, and then he just fall over? 
No, 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 no. It's actually if you swim in the poo water. Oh, okay. You know, you'll probably be safe for the venues because, you know, Coke's a big sponsor. You'll have Dasani water everywhere, probably for $18 a bottle. I wonder what would happen. Would you trust the water in Brazil if you went up and wanted your tiny little coffee cup full of water while you've had several beer and you just kind of grunt at the guy by the fourth time? So uh, everyone's going to come back either a diabetic or an alcoholic because that <laughs> Coca-Cola, well, this is pure. Uh, beer, uh, well, this is pure. So uh, that's what I'm living on when I'm in Brazil. I like it. <laughs> BC and Montreal, uh, 5 o'clock, BC's on the road. Who do you got? I'm going to take BC. I think the bad part, Montreal's bad side is going to come out. Yeah, Wally going back to where he was a punter. There's an obscure stat for you. I genuinely didn't know that. You know what? I didn't know it until last week, but Wally Buono was a punter for the Montreal Alouettes once upon a time. I bet you he, he was absolutely a one-bar guy. Because I just thought Wally was born with gray hair and as a coach. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought of him as a player. <laughs> like, I just thought he was born... Like, Don Cherry, once upon a time, he played hockey, but I just thought he was born with Ron McClain doing Coach's Corner. <laughs> they were... Ron, when Ron... Because Ron's obviously younger than Don. Was Ron was born, he was taking a Don's side to begin reining him in and telling him he's running out of time. <laughs> I have um, uh, BC as well. So many options from BC. What should we go with? Ooh, um, I'm going to let you pick uh, because I'm still in vacation mode and I make you do all the work. You bastard. Uh... <laughs> you know this by now. You're always in vacation mode on two and out. Yeah, I sure am. Okay, let's just go with how about 5440? Ooh, I like it. Yeah, Ocean Pearl for the BC Lions. Second half of the Thursday doubleheader. Uh, the Riders are in Cowtown to take on the Stampeders. Who do you got? Um, like whenever the Rock would take on the Brooklyn Brawler. You know what's going to happen, but you're still going to watch it. Um, the Calgary Stampeders are going to run roughshod over the Green Riders from Saskatchewan. Yep, I've got the Stampeders as well. They're going to knock them straight to Saturday night. Here's the dudes. It's Saturday, 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 Saturday night. I'm the Jets would get back the team and look why they got back the team. Saturday night football. Yeah, the Red Blacks That's home. That's more to- like it. Yes. <laughs> Red Blacks home to the Eskimos. Who do you have here? Ooh, Now, this one's a tough one, and this one is just going off of the fact that I think Henry Burris is going to have a much better game, especially against that Edmonton Eskimos secondary, which I now am fairly confident I could have 100 passing yards against. <laughs> Again, yeah. I'm, keep, I'm keeping it realistic, but I think you know I could find some busted coverages and let my old noodle arm fly a couple of times. Um, I am going to take the hometown Red Blacks on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm uh, taking the hometown uh, Red Blacks as well. Uh, who did we find out was from Ottawa last week? The Five Man Electrical Band. What? Yeah. From- <laughs> we don't like. We don't have like a. Can, does Ottawa have a fight song? Can like? 
Can we just play know. like? Do they have a fight song? Can we just play like a like a like a chainsaw or something? Or we can just play North Side Sucks. North Side Sucks. I feel like no, no, no. I feel like we need to find somebody who can do a techno remix of North Side Sucks. <laughs> Okay, while we get that, let's just go to the old tried and true Alanis Morissette. Or the fight. Let's. You know what? You know what, Travis? You brought it up. I might have criticized you. I might have been harsh. <laughs> might have suggested you might have been on glue. Actually, I didn't do that, but I am now. Let's go with the five-man electrical band. So I took off my hat. I said, imagine that. Put me working for you. You know what, John? You're actually a lot more. You're quicker to uh, apologize after your holiday, so thank you for that. Hey, hey, not a problem. You know, I just I, I figured I didn't want to see you actually start trying glue. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, you ask. Although glue that you put like model cars together with smells so good. What? No, that that smells like death. <laughs> like I'm not talking about like I, that's the kind of glue that you'd have to sniff to get high. I don't think you just go get a like a. UHU stick or Elmer's white glue, snort it up, blast it up your nostrils, and get some sort of funny buzz to your jimmies out of it. Did we talk about football on this show? No, we didn't. This, you know what? I we're gonna get hate mail on this one, aren't we? Yeah, let's get more sleep for next week. Deal. Um, better idea. I might actually focus on football. It is CJFL season, so I should probably do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like and follow on Twitter. Uh, it is Two and Out CFL. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We but not, shall. But not, but not this week. Don't rate this week. We know you you all hate it. We already <laughs> Don't know base it's off of this week. <laughs> That's right. Don't base it off of. Go listen. Be like that. Be like that one listener we have. Go listen to the old episodes where we didn't just kind of go completely off the rails. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs>